0: Um, even more niche courses like 13 Week Cash Flow, Venture Capital Course, Real Estate Modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasiscom slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hi, you're listening to the Wall Street Oasis Podcast, a podcast about breaking into the world of finance, along with interviews with those who have. I'm your host, Alex Grodnik, and today we are speaking with Shahzad Khan. Shahzad is a VP at MOLIS. He's got a really interesting background and is a very smooth speaker. So let's jump into it. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a Netflix for finance? Well, there is. It's called Real Vision, and it gives you unprecedented access to some of the most respected names in finance. Watch interviews with legends like Kyle Bass, Jeff Gunlock, Stanley Drunkenmiller, and many, many more. If you want to be part of the Real Vision revolution, visit realvision.com WSO.
1: No, thanks for having me
0: on. It's good to be with you. Yeah, so you and I met last year, kind of in the investment banking recruiting cycle at Anderson. And I still remember to this day that you were probably the most eloquent speaker uh, that I met. And... So I thought I had to have you on the podcast when I launched. So thanks for being here.
1: No, thanks for those kind words, and hopefully I don't make uh, you know a fool or uh, uh, a fool out of myself after you saying that. Right, <laughs> so. and just
0: so I can paint the picture here, your look matches the way you speak. You have a cool custom-made suit on, and like the first buttons unbuttoned. I've always wanted that. My suits—they've never had working buttons.
1: Alex, it's Sears Roebuck. It's, it's <laughs> is what this is. Okay,
0: <laughs> so. Why don't you start off, you're VP at MOLIS now, but start off, how'd you get here? Before school, let's start kind of at the beginning.
1: Yeah. So I, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, um, went to school in San Louis and Washington University. And very early on, um, being, I don't know, the nerd I am, kind of got interested in investment banking, um, almost starting in high school. There was a... A family friend, a guy that I looked up to that um, you know was very smart, very intelligent, very uh, charismatic that uh, had found investment making as a career. He was at Penn at the time and it came back home to Memphis and was telling me about this life on wall street and um, Alex, I come from a background where no one in my family is in business. everyone is in healthcare my dad 's a doctor uh, i 've got you know sisters who are all in various parts of the of the healthcare field so as someone who had no um, access or view into that world, it was a really exciting kind of story to hear. And I said, you know, wow, this could be something that, um, you know, I could pursue and, and be interested in. And, and so I did that. And so when I got to WashU, um, I was in the undergraduate business program there, uh, became singularly focused on getting to Wall Street. And so um, I did that. I pursued that in college and and ended up in New York working in investment banking. Uh, and after New York, um, ended up going to business school, and then that, that's what brought me out ultimately to Los Angeles.
0: Right. So right before we turned on the mics, we were talking about hustling your way into banking internships when you were just started undergrad. Tell us how that happened.
1: That's right. So I was I was a freshman for trying to figure out where I was going to spend the summer, and a lot of my buddies were, um, you know, were, were going back home, and and I did the same thing. But I said, you know, what am I going to do when I get home? How am I going to began get experience in investment banking. I had no idea what investment banking really meant. You know, I had this one guy's view of it. But there happened to be a small uh, regional investment bank in Memphis. And um, a lot of the guys that are at that firm, or are still at that firm, went to my high school. And so I picked up the phone, and I called. I looked through the directory online and found one of the MUS alum... The, my high school, my, my high school was called Memphis University School, MUS. But... Um, Got his number um, online and dialed it. And he happened to be president of Equity Capital Markets. So kind of a senior guy who had no business calling directly. And his secretary answers. And I introduced myself and ended up, um, you know, she said, you know, I told her my story. I said, hey, I'm looking for an internship. Would love to talk to this guy. Uh, and so well, he's not in right now. But, you know, maybe you can call back and send me your resume. And I did that. I kind of applied. I sent the online resume. And I never heard back. So I called again and I, you know, I asked for him again. And finally, I think it was probably three or four calls later. She finally put me through and, (laughs) and he said, um, Zod I've been hearing you. You're calling my secretary nonstop and won't give up. What is it? What can I do to help? And I said, you know, I gave him my story and said, look, I have no experience. I'm ready to work hard. I'll do whatever you ask me to over the summer. And, um, and he said, look, we usually don't do this, but just given kind of your enthusiasm, given how persistent you've been, why don't you come on? You know, I've never hired a, uh, a freshman out of college, but we'll give it a shot. And so purely through just, you know, dialing, and I guess my, my naivety of not giving up and not knowing what I was doing, I landed that role. And uh, it ended up being a great summer. You know, I got, got to see, got to learn what an investment bank is about. I saw equity capital markets. I spent some time in corporate finance and MA and was invited back over uh the summer. So it was just one of those lucky really um, you know, had had nothing to do with who I was or 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 what I'd been able to accomplish, more of so just pure persistence.
0: Right. I don't know if it's how much luck, but it's a lot of persistence. And I think that's a great key to finding everything that you want in life. Just Absolutely, identifying it and then not taking no for an answer.
1: I agree. I totally agree. I think that's something that's a skill or or a trait to have. What whether you're just starting out or you're you know at fifty and leading a business, that kind of dogged determination is uh, there's no there's no substitute for that.
0: Right. So now it's two thousand seven. You're graduating from WashU. What happens?
1: That's right. So I I went to go work at. Bear Stearns, uh, and I, you know, it was I was at WashU at, at the time. Um, not a lot of the large white shoe firms came to WashU to recruit. I'm sure it's very different now, uh, but you know, the Goldman's, the Morgan Sandleys really didn't show up on campus. But a few of these kind of smaller banks did, and Bear Stearns was one of them. Bear Stearns was, you know, one of the on the, the fourth or fifth largest investment bank at the time, um, and had a reputation for being a little bit scrappier and a little bit uh, more entrepreneurial and and um, hiring kind of outside of the core, you know, Ivy League, and um, ended up, you know, loving, you know, falling in love with the firm, the people, and accepted the offer uh, to join them in 07. It's funny, funny story is, <laughs> I also was interviewing with J.P. Morgan at the time, and. Turned down J.P. Morgan's request to interview to say, and and I called the guy and I, and I remember this like yesterday and said, hey, I'm really appreciate the opportunity, but I've I've got an offer and I've accepted a position at Bear Stearns. And he said, why would you ever do that? You know, Bear Stearns, this is a small, you know, who knows what's going to happen to Bear Stearns. <laughs> and I look back on that, and there's no way the guy knew what ultimately would prevail, but it was just one of those twists of fate that, you know, I picked. A horse that ultimately failed but anyway so I get to I get to bear and uh, I get to New York I'm super excited and that first year was great I mean I was learning a lot um, kind of I knew going into investment banking when I was getting into because I had done the internships and so kind of when I went in very clear-eyed and, and focused on getting the type of experience I wanted uh, and um, unfortunately in March of 2018 i seen you know, 2008 um we all know what happened, what happened at bear. So. wait.
0: Okay, so did you lose your job?
1: I did. So I, um, I ultimately lost it in June. So I stayed on for a year and we transitioned out, but, um, but yeah, I did, I did. I had to figure it out again.
0: Right. And then, so you got another job and you had that for a few years and then business school.
1: That's right. Well, it, uh, yeah, so I went to another shop, uh, and that shop uh, also went through its own turmoil. So I was, was out of a job, again, after seven months. Right. So It was just a crazy time. It was just a crazy, crazy time. And so at, at that point, I kind of hit pause and did a little bit more self-reflection. I think, you know, having had the rug pulled out from under me at a pretty early age and, and at a early time in my career, um, I grew very, very quickly, I think. And and um after the second um, you know job loss I started to do a little bit more self reflection on what do I want to do what's the next step and mm-hmm. I really came to a crossroads there was the path to go back into finance and I had a couple of opportunities to do that and the other path was uh, to do something different and to do something a little bit more you know focused on what I wanted to do long term and um, and so as as I kind of went through this self reflection process I realized that um I wanted to pivot. I wanted to pivot away from finance and go get experience in other functional and disciplines. And a perfect way to do that was business school. And so that's what I decided. I I took a year off. Uh, I spent the time applying to business school um, and working on a nonprofit project in India, uh, which was extremely rewarding and you know a unique chance to do that before I kind of went back and focused on myself for you know, however many years after that. So yeah, but yeah, so ended up um, getting into UCLA and, and moving out West from New York.
0: Right. And that soul search sounds great. You came to school, see what else is out there. And what did you find then?
1: So, uh, you know, in this kind of self-reflection period of thinking about what I wanted to do next, I, you know, my desire was, like I said, to get experience outside of finance. And um, I came upon, I, I started talking to everyone. I said, you know, what what are the other avenues? You know, there's private equity, there's venture capital, I can go work for a company. One that really, that it turned me on was management consulting, strategy consulting, because again, it was, you know, very... Um, it, it was that same problem solving. It was that same uh, client service kind of dynamic role, but a chance to kind of move outside of finance and get experience in strategy and operations. And so I came to UCLA, and I even wrote in my business school uh, essays that you know I wanted to make this switch to management consulting, and Anderson would allow me to do that. And so I came to UCLA very much focused on getting into management consulting.
0: Right, and. Consulting is probably the biggest job that people recruit for out of UCLA, out of business school in Absolutely. general. A lot of people want to go work for McKinsey's and Baines and Deloitte's, and so you did that, right, for a summer.
1: That's right. So I went to work for Deloitte Consulting here in LA for the summer, and uh, yeah, I had a great experience.
0: And they gave you a job offer. You said, "Great, I'll go do consulting now for for a little while."
1: That's right. And and again, it was it was meant to be a short term thing. It was again just a. Uh, you know, furthering my business education. That's how I saw it. And so what
0: are you looking at? This is a short term thing. Investment banking was a short t- 10 years. Is it? I think if I am a banker, a consultant, I can be a CEO in 10 years. Was that kind of the idea?
1: You know, I, I think the long term, the 10 year plan was always to do something entrepreneurial. Okay. And, I, and I thought it would it, it, that probably looked like uh, and felt like um, an investor operator. So in the long term, kind of get the skill set of working across industries, working within functions, different functions, um, to then have this holistic view of how to run a business and be an investor and be an operator. So that was a long term view. Right. And so consulting was just was a great, again, learning opportunity uh, because of, you know, all the things people go into it for, which is, um, you know, it's a, very, it's a very unstructured environment. You're very critical thinking. Um, Based and kind of requires you to pull from multi-disciplines, multi disciplines you know, multi multiple disciplines of business, so yes it was um, that was the long term plan
0: right, so you had the skill set of how to buy the business, and now the idea was to round out the other half, figure out how to operate it that's right okay that's right. so how'd that go uh,
1: well great I, I I really enjoyed so so consulting was very much you know it attracts a, a very different type of person than banking and um you know, my personality is um, probably a little bit more of uh, you know I enjoy being out in front of clients and and presenting. And at times, you know, consulting is very much about gathering the data, being very structured, um, and then you know going away and doing a little bit of homework and coming back with an answer. And the people that i that I worked with um, and um, that I worked around, were very, very intelligent and a lot smarter than me. And so I learned a lot in the two years I was at Deloitte. And I did everything from you know, helping a company improve its sales performance to reduce costs to think about how to grow. Um, and uh, I spent my last year very much focused on that last piece, which was growth strategy and M&A. And so I found myself working with clients that were looking to buy a company and what I found again is that it lit that that transactional fire that I really enjoyed about investment banking when I was an analyst again in consulting, and so um, so my last year was really much spent in M and A and growth.
0: Okay, <clears throat> so you're there at Deloitte for two years, and you're thinking, okay, I've got I've got the experience now to operate a business, so. Entrepreneurship time?
1: (laughs) You would no, no. You know, and and Alex, if I'll be if I'll be um, honest with you, I think you know my start, um, that two years in New York um, was a really trying and learning experience for me. I had, you know, I had friends. If you fast forward, who had been at one job or two jobs and kind of steadily progressed in their career, I hadn't been afforded that opportunity. I had. Started at one place, that went down. Started at the next place, that went down. And so I came out of business school very much less focused on, hey, thinking about what am I going to do in five years, more on put your head down, work hard, and learn to get some credibility to be able to make that choice down the line. So I probably wasn't, I didn't have the confidence that, uh, uh, of what you just said coming out of Deloitte. I still was two years out of business school, had felt like I had a lot to learn. Felt like I was doing well and progressing, got promoted, and do, did all that. But I wasn't ready yet um, to make that much of a of, of a leap um, of faith.
0: Sure. So we still want some more work. So how how, how are we sitting here? At, <laughs> yeah. At, at, well, another, at another investment.
1: I day. would never have thought. Uh, you know, life has its own twists and turns, and and you can only connect the dots in hindsight. And I think it was Steve Jobs that said something along those lines. I probably butchered it, but um, I. Listen. It was a little bit of uh, of uh, of chance and, and luck or fate or whatever you may want to call it. I um, so I'm at Deloitte. I've just you know I'm promote. I've been promoted as manager. I'm leading teams, getting a lot of experience. But there's something missing. And um, you know I'm a pretty high energy person. I like again the dynamic of, uh, of of transactions and deals. And I'm looking across at my clients, the the private equity firms and these large corporations and you know, while I'm a bit player as a consultant, I have a role to play in, in a larger transaction. Um, I'm not the quarterback on the deal. And I realized that quickly. And as a consultant, you have a role to play. You come in, you parachute in, and, you, you, and you're and you quickly out. Um, whereas a banker gets to stay, you know, it really stays from strategy all the way through execution in an M&A context. And when I realized that, I started looking Kind of and exploring other opportunities. I didn't necessarily think I would jump back into banking, but um, I, when I realized that consulting had some limited uh, scope in terms of MA transactions, I started thinking about next steps. And my best friend, who was at MOLIS at the time, um, and it's just, it's funny, you know, to my earlier comment, all of my friends, my good friends out of business school were bankers, and I was the only one who went into consulting. So these guys are telling me about their deals and the work they're doing, and I'm kind of getting curious again about banking and said, hey, maybe you know maybe i had a bad experience but maybe there's still well, something you definitely like- had a bad experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah but maybe you know maybe there's something to go back to it maybe i shouldn't brush it off so quickly and so uh, this this friend of mine approached me and said hey what do you think about coming over to Molus?" and um i said no <laughs> i said you know i don't i don't really think that um you know that, that that's the right choice right now i don't know i don't know what it is but that just doesn't feel right but he said no come on and you know come in and meet some of the f- people and I learned a little bit more about the firm. I know you I know how you think, I know how you operate. So I did that. I, I and I really I didn't interview anywhere else. I came in, I learned more about MOLIS and um, the dynamic here and it, it really, really fell in fell in love with it.
0: Great. And so they said, "Okay, great, Shazad, come here, start as a second year associate." Yeah, I
1: had to I had to st- take a step a year back. So yeah. um, I, I, you know, and now something else I had to consider was, why I was willing to kind of take a year back? Um, because again, I had been away from investment banking for a few years and had to dust off those Excel modeling, you know, cobwebs. And while my consulting experience was in and around M and A, it wasn't you know, all of it wasn't directly transferable. So, yeah, I took a step, I took a year back, um, you know, which takes a little bit of, you know, swallowing your pride. And But it was, again, it was all about the long game. And I think that's been the common um, thread throughout my post-undergraduate and, and MBA experiences was this desire to learn and get a, a, a real tangible, valuable and marketable skill set that would empower me to make a decision. Oh, sorry, empower me to uh, kind of make a choice on what I wanted to do down the road.
0: Right. So, congratulations. You have that now. <laughs> That's right. And now, how do you think about it?
1: You know, listen, I, I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I think, you know, I. I um, it's it's been a, I'm in a transition period uh, you know gone from associate I'm now vice president here um, and there is a lot of wood to chop you know this is this place is interesting because um, it, it's very different than the investment banking experience I had at Bear Stearns for example or any of the larger banks I worked with um, you know when I joined in 2014 company had just gone public we were around 400 employees we're now at 650 so we're growing pretty quickly. And the model of this business has really resonated and with with companies, and I think because of that, it's an exciting pl- time to be here. There's a lot of runway for if you're young, hungry, and willing to work hard um, at this firm to kind of go and do something pretty interesting. And so right now, it's 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 a good place to be. I you know I think about you know, I, I'd be lying to you if I didn't think about my next steps right now in the immediate term. There isn't any real tangible place to go. But I think long term, it, it will be going back to and, and fulfilling that dream to be an actual owner and operator uh, one day. But whether, you know, right now, and as boring as it may sound, this is the place I am.
0: Right. So, two more questions. The first one tell us about the structure of the office, what kind of deals you work on. How that comes to be, and what what you're going to be work on, working on now.
1: So um, the, the way it works is interesting. So you know, most investment banks, um, and us included, you're, you're very much um, subject to the the geography and the coverage, industry coverage of the office you're in. And being in LA, there are certain industries that we cover that are in our backyard. Biggest being media and entertainment. I would say, followed by consumer uh, and uh, business services. And then there's a host of others called healthcare and consumer that are also growing for us. So um, the structure here has been, you know, we're, we're generalists up and through kind of a second or third year VP, you're a generalist. So um, it's it's two things that influence what you do. One is kind of deal flow and what whatever project or deal is coming into the pipeline. And then where you kind of raise your hand and show interest and um, and focus. And so, you know, for me, I've worked – I've really enjoyed the generalist experience. I love picking up and putting down different industries and learning about different companies. That I think has been, you know, whether I was doing that in banking or consulting, I've really enjoyed that. And it's a skill set that I've developed, where you can quickly learn the dynamics, learn the you know the heart of the business issues, and then to be able to credibly talk to a guy that's been running a company and in that industry for forty years, you know, takes some skill. And so this, that's one you definitely exercise. So I really enjoyed that. So I've worked on everything from media and entertainment, some of the industries I said, media and entertainment, and healthcare, and recently working with some smaller companies on capital raises uh, in the consumer space.
0: Great. So last question. Kind of the advice portion of the podcast. Yeah, you're involved in recruiting analysts and associates and interviewing them. What do you look for? What, how, what kind of things are you uh, are important to you?
1: Yeah, no, I, I get asked that question a lot, and um, you know, I think what is it now? Nine years out of undergraduate. Uh, you know, having seen it from both sides, having gone through recruiting and being involved in our recruiting process here, you know, I think it boils down to really two things. You know, all the other stuff about your corporate finance and accounting and, you know, kind of the academic and technical aspects of the work um, are table stakes. Everyone has that. Everyone could probably do that. You know, what we do here is no more than high school algebra. Right. But I think the two ingredients I think are deep curiosity. You know, I tell, I tell the, I tell undergraduates and I tell MBA students um, to a man, you know, and a woman here at this firm and in investment banks in general, I think, people have a deep curiosity about business. They like to ask why and they like to figure out how. Um, and if you can ha- if you really have that, I think this is a really good place because again, we're problem solvers. We're whether you're wearing a banker hat or a consulting hat, you're, you're a problem solver and you're um, providing advice and advice requires figuring out what the right questions are to ask and how to address them. So a deep curiosity will really propel you in this job and, and differentiate you, I think, when you get into the role. Um, so that's one. And I think, two, as funny as it sounds, and, and you'll, you'll be shocked to hear, uh, you got to like people. <laughs> uh, you know, there are very, very many smart people that I've worked with that don't like people. And this is a people business. Um, And it's a lot – it's a hard work liking people. I mean trying to communicate and get your point across, trying to share ideas takes work and takes patience uh, and takes time. And I think if you have – if you like people, you're empowered by people, if you feel like you work better in a team than you do alone – you'll you know that is something that will ultimately serve you well not in just banking but in business but specifically in banking
0: okay well i think that's really helpful thank you so much and thanks for speaking with me this was really great that's been great thanks Ellen. and thank you for listening if you liked it you should subscribe you can find it on itunes or at com. we have lots more podcasts coming so we'll be back with much more Also, leave some comments. Let us know what you think, what we should add, what should happen going forward, who we should interview. We really appreciate it.